edition of Larry Knows Sports. Yeah. The, uh, Sean, by the way, I don't think I've yes. ever told the story of why it's Sean the Babe Wickens. Uh, oh, I don't, I didn't even know that was, that, that, I didn't know that's what it was. Yeah, Sean the Babe. Oh. Like, okay. the Babe Ruth. Uh, yeah. So I, I once worked with some guy, his name was Sean, and his, he had this, like, charismatic dad who everybody was babe mm-hmm. and he'd sometimes come in and he'd be like hey babe shawnee babe shawnee babe and then it just <laughs> became this thing in the office everybody would call him shawnee but babe uh, so it's Sha- nothing about it's nothing about me personally well uh, then i saw that you had great looks and okay. uh i wanted Good. to objectify you so all right. checked all those boxes yeah yeah well it's welcome from you larry yeah of course, I, I I do it with love always. Of course, and and you know, fire away if you want to reciprocate. Oh sure, if I work up the courage. <laughs> well, hopefully by the end of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so San Diego Padres. Um, two weeks ago, uh, to, or maybe three weeks ago, Fernando Tatis Jr. came back. They had a four-game series with the Dodgers, followed by a th- or maybe a three-game series with the Dodgers, followed by a four-game series with the Dodgers. Marcus, uh, this is the best. Se- this is the best rivalry in baseball right now, right? Oh yeah, it's so much fun. I think you know it. The teams look to be at least the best two in the NL and it doesn't hurt that you have like the fun personalities like the Fernando Tatis eye covering thing and such oh yeah with Trevor Bauer who's like the perfect villain oh yeah very unlikable guy (laughs) yeah Uh, I mean chicken what what do you think of Trevor Bauer I like the sound of that sounds like he uh, dropped a couple of eggs you know, it's like sort of bark, 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 along the way. <laughs> that's it. That's I think that's yeah. the next thing Tatis has got to do. Just gotta give him a little. Uh, and you know, this is no disrespect to chickens, but call him a chicken in a in a Listen, bad way. It, yeah. It, it no, it isn't an empowering term. You know, you call someone a chicken, you are saying that you are covered in feathers. You can fly just a little bit. You roost well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bauer would like to fly and get closer to his drones that he likes to fly. 
Yeah, undoubtedly. Yeah. Undoubtedly. So that puts him one step closer. Just yeah. a little. One step closer to the edge, and he's about to break. <laughs> the egg. And he's about to break the egg. The egg. Uh, yeah, and so these seven games, like, and all of them are awesome, like, including the pa- the Padres coming back in the eighth inning uh, from a 7-1 deficit. Um, it was just a joy to watch, an absolute joy to watch. And, um, yeah, uh, Marcus, what do you think of their chances this year? I, like, I always want to be hopeful. I think the Dodgers <laughs> are such a juggernaut that it's like, well... You put them in a seven-game series, the Padres are still going to need probably to have some luck on their side to defeat them. But this is such a strong team. I feel like, you know, the big pitching trades from the start of the year, especially Darvish and Musgrove, have been so good. Mm -hmm. Blake Snell is having his typical control problems, and they've probably been a little worse than they normally are. But... The pitching looks good. The offense is amazing, except when they play the Pirates for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very strong team. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the lineup's basically what it was last year with um, more <laughs> success from Profar, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, the, the depth is so helpful. Like, you know, I th- think... On another team, Ha Seung Kim, who they did kind of shell out for to bring over from Korea, him kind of struggling to start the year would be a real problem. But they just have such incredible depth that it's like, let's just kind of not use him that much until he figures it out. Yeah, I mean, right now he's basically their, um, he's like their utility infielder on the bench. Yeah. Who had to step in for a little bit while Tatis was injured. Right. And he's a, a perfectly capable defender at a couple of places. It seems like there's just going to be maybe some growing pains with major league pitching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my, my favorite show and my favorite movie. Mm. <laughs> yeah. What a franchise if we combine those two. I know. Yeah. Um, can, I, can I jump in real quick and say something about the Padres? Yeah, please. Yeah. I think if, well, if someone were to ask me, Sean, what, if, what are your Give me your top three uh, baseball team logos that you have no association with in no particular order. I'm going Montreal Expos, mm-hmm. not around anymore. Houston Astros and San Diego Padres. Nice. I mean, I love the Expos too, oh, as yeah. far as logos go. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about, uh, Sean, what do you think about the Padres going back to brown and yellow? I think it's a great look. I like, I mean, I like what Marcus is wearing, but the brown and yellow, I, you know, I will say that I have noticed you wearing this hat before Larry and mm-hmm. it does look good on you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Larry the babe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Larry the babe. Yeah. Um, great hat, Larry. Um, good, good work, babe. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my two cents. I, I like yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, there's so many, uh, blue and white baseball teams in the Padres as like a, like what has been a pretty forgettable franchise for them to also be doing that. Like just position them so much as like a little brother franchise where it's like, Oh, we're also this, but we're worse. (laughs) (laughs) We're the, the boring blue and white brother. Yeah. Yeah. 
But now, uh, I mean, chicken, uh, the Padres are, are like, are peacocking around to use another bird team, bird term, I would say. Spreading out those feathers. Yeah. Spreading out yeah. those feathers. And I mean, do you like the, the retro brown and yellow piss and poop uh, color scheme? Um, listen, if it's one thing that a chicken knows well and loves well, it is pissing and pooping. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. This color, yeah. these are great. They're great colors because everywhere you look, you're going to think of piss, poop, chicken, chicken dung. San Diego Padres. Uh, I also think it's a very classic chicken color scheme. You know, you think of your chickens, your classic, uh, like your bantam chickens, and they're like brown, white, yellow, a little bit of yellow beak. You mm -hmm. know, they're not like the the oh, ostentatious, not too much. I think uh, it's a good it's a good choice. Yeah, you stand you stand out by being subtle. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. There was some good um, chicken competition documentary on Amazon Prime not too long. Oh. I don't remember the name oh. of it. Oh, wow. What's the, what's the element that's being competed about? Uh, I think it's sort of like look at the feathers on this particular chicken compared to the yeah. feathers of that one. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I have a I have a couple relatives with some pretty <laughs> fluffy feathers. Yeah. yeah, any of them ever Maybe. compete? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. My great aunt uh, Henrietta is a, an old retired show chicken. She's uh, won a lot of blue ribbons uh, and one green ribbon. We don't talk about that year much. She just kind of mm. got a little broody after that, but uh, <laughs> mostly blue ribbons. Hey, all right. Yeah. Something to brag about. Mm -hmm. Always. San Diego chicken, I've been curious, and I don't think I got to ask you last time, how do you feel about the children's film Rockadoodle? Oh, I think Rockadoodle is, uh, it's sort of like, uh, it's, it's almost like our tome, if you, if you wow. try to think oh, of a way to put it. Like a religious we, we text. Yes, a religious text. We revere it. We uh, we tell the story. We uh, we sing it to each other. You know, we're always like, <laughs> wake up in the morning and you hear a little of that. We're just singing the song to each other. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah, I mean, Chanticleer is that's like a f that's a like a f uh, a folk French. hero, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a French singing rooster. <laughs> Ah, how yeah. cultured. I bet that yes. rooster eats cheese. Oh, he eats lots of blue cheese. Yeah. Lots Whoa. of, uh, you know, a couple of eggs because um, pro tip, it's good protein. Mm -hmm. does, this, does this movie predate Ratatouille or did Ratatouille come out? And then the, and then they were like, we got to come up with some French cartoon. It's uh, predated. Oh. Predated. Oh. I believe it's from like the early 90s. Maybe yeah. And like. The premise is kind of that this child legitimately is having a fever dream. Like it starts yes. with a child in bed and then has this fever dream about owls stealing the sun and this Whoa. chicken has to like sting the sun back into existence. Yeah. yeah. And isn't the the chicken kind of like Elvis? Yes. The yes. chicken <laughs> the chicken is very Elvis like. Very Elvish. Elvish chicken. It yes. sounds like a scary premise, but I could see how that might normalize fever dreams for some child viewers. Yeah, which, you know, which... we shouldn't shame fever dreams. No. no, I mean, usually you're homesick with a fever, you're watching something, so you might as well normalize that experience. Yeah. It's either that or game shows. Right. I, I'll, t I'll take the fever dream over game shows. <laughs> the game shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, so back to the team, Tatis, um, he looked like he was injured for a couple weeks. He tore part of his labrum, I guess. Is that correct? Yeah, it seems like maybe something that like had always already a problem that he made worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know if you heard this too, but I think at this point, like if you watch him play, he doesn't follow through his swing with one hand anymore. He's gone to two to protect his shoulder. I saw that. And, uh, I mean, John Smoltz was talking about that in one of the, when announcing one of the games, it's, that's so interesting. I guess it's the follow through as you said, he can't rotate all the way around. So he like cuts the swing off, keeping two hands on the bat. But still, he's 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 still raking and hitting, slugging. I don't know over five hundred and whatever. And so it doesn't seem to have slowed him down. No, not at all. Which is amazing. And I think he he hit his even with the two handed swing. Um, he his exit velocity on one of that those Kershaw home runs was uh, his highest ever, and I think the highest ever off of a Kershaw pitch. Oh, whoa. I, I believe that's the case. I'm going to say that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. who am I to disagree? Yeah, who are any of us? So I, I guess uh, the, the bottom line is Tatis is amazing, following up his, you know, first real full season. Actually, he hasn't. This is his first real full season. Yeah, and it's still like he's become maybe probably the best shortstop in the league. He's perfect for MLB, the star they need, mm-hmm. and he is a good foil to Trevor Bauer, who's the worst. It's true. Yeah, all those things are true. <laughs> uh, so that's that's the state of San Diego baseball. Uh, what we need now is a little state of some other sports, maybe some uh, under underdog sports that don't get a lot of coverage sean i know you are yes the underdog sports man oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) mr underdog sports mr underdog base sports yeah wow we've got i wish i could say an incredible sport today but to be (laughs) honest this was a a letdown for me i was very excited to learn about fistball when I first heard about it. Well, I never heard of it. But it was kind of a letdown. Uh, just um, Chicken, Marcus, um, Larry the Babe, what, what do you think, what sport do you think fistball is most like? Just from going off of the name. If I had to uh, guess, ball. Which what? Handball. Mm, close, but no. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking the thing where you toss the, the bags into a hole. <laughs> Corn yes. Yeah. Not not close at all. Not close. Okay. Um Larry, what do you got? Clucker. Damn. It's a real sport. It's very close to a real sport. Ooh. Fistball. Uh, Getting a ball with your fist. Yeah. Um <laughs> baseball. Except you don't volleyball. use a bat. It's volleyball. Uh, it's uh, just like volleyball. But the the field is bigger, the net is a different height, and you can let the ball bounce once in between hitting it. And so when I first saw clips of fistball, 
um, it did look exciting. But then when I tried to watch a whole match, it was just like, why am I not watching volleyball? Volleyball is like faster because there's no bouncing. Mm -hmm. Do you have to bounce it over the net? Uh, It doesn't have to bounce, but if it's like, you know, if you can't reach it, like volleyball, you would dive for it. Right. But, but fistball, you just sort of like let weight and then it bounces and then you hit it. It just sort of like takes some of the excitement out of the, out of the game. And then the net, you know, part of also what makes volleyball exciting is just like, you can't touch the net. Right. Mm -hmm. Also in fistball, you can't touch the net, but the net is like three inches tall. (laughs) <laughs> it's at like eye level so it's like kind of like very easy not to hit it oh, so it's wow. like a little strip of net yeah just a little yeah. kind of inference a little dusting of a net it's kind of like That's bad like, a badminton net in a way but yeah even th- it, even smaller it's even smaller yeah i even i had to pause it and like <laughs> that, it was that small and it's like it's it takes athletic prowess to dodge a net that's like a volleyball net that's like i don't know four feet tall yeah like avoiding three inches is like kind of easy comparatively and you said it's only eye level so to spike so, it you just have to reach her, yeah right yeah. I, I mean i might be a little off but yeah it's um it looked enticing but then when i tried watching a whole match larry i didn't even get through a whole match oh no yeah, yeah. it just was not um but there is promise for fistball taking off. Like, I think the current world championships are scheduled for Alabama or something like that. So it's in being Alabama. played. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's being played in the U.S. There might be some, uh, you know, future for it, but it was just kind of underwhelming. Sounds like a sport for a bunch of turkeys. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I actually do have a question about this this sure. fist ball. Uh, I'll do my best. In, in looking it, into it, was it developed by people who were frustrated by the challenges of volleyball? I don't know when volleyball was invented, so I, I, I'll have to look that up. But the history of fist ball, they say it's like very um, like inconclusive. Uh, they think <laughs> it was maybe started in italy in the 16th century wow that's old maybe in the renaissance but also maybe in germany but they but but also so european and yes if it was started in germany was it also 16th century renaissance period um well they say in 1786 johann wolfgang goth mentions fistball games uh, in his diary. <laughs> Dear diary. Dear yeah. diary, I had an, a lovely encounter of fistball today. Yeah. Who is this again? Uh, Dr. Dr. Goth? Oh, Johann, yeah. Johann Wolfgang Goth, who is a poet and playwright. Ah, so he, the mm. first um, documented... And he, a, and he kept a journal. Right. The first documented record of fistball in a journal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Also, I was thinking, like, do you want to play fistball also feels like something a 10-year-old would say right before they punched you in the nuts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. 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 Although I'm, I am, uh, 
if if this is the same fist ball, it does seem like it's played outdoors on like a field. Usually outdoors, yeah. I, I did see one indoor match. Um, it was also difficult to find. Like it's better to for these underdog sports. It's better to find matches with commentary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it was difficult to find matches with commentary. Like some of the first ones that came up on YouTube were just sort of like a dad's video camera in the stands. <laughs> well, I'm looking. Okay, this is from at funny volleyball movies. <laughs> Let me share my screen. Um, sure. There we go. Like volleyball is a sport that's exciting, and it you can, you can see like athletic prowess in it, in it. You know, you can see grace. But fistball, it's kind of sometimes looked clumsy. Let's watch. Let's watch. Little. Yeah. That, I mean, this looks athletic. Yeah. But as the game goes on, it just feels like it slows down when they just wait for it to bounce. Like, they're yeah, there. Yeah. just, like, waiting. Yeah, so if, the it could just, waits and then, yeah. if you could just bounce it, it's like, how do you lose? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, that was a good off. move. That guy, like, slid under the net in order to avoid it. But also, again, the net is just, it's it's like it's a limbo. It's a rope. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> Oh, this is some dramatic music. Oh, he he purposely bounced that one. Yeah. I see. I didn't know. And <laughs> there's some coach yelling. That guy's really excited. Yeah, you could. It looks like he could just walk under the net. It is. It really is like three inches what? of net. Yeah. I mean, these guys are sweating and dirty. I yeah. mean, it definitely is a sport, but. Like I said, only because we already have volleyball and volleyball seems faster Mm -hmm. and I guess just more familiar. Yeah. (laughs) See, the one thing that's kind of cool about it is it's played on not quite as big as a soccer field, but like a field with like dirt and grass and- Yeah, they cover a lot of ground, do you, yeah. Yeah, they have to cover a lot of ground. It's bigger than, it's bigger than a volleyball court. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, let's but see. I'm I'm not only kind of disappointed in fistball. I'm a little disappointed in myself for bringing a sport that I was unenthused about. So I'm gonna dig deep and really find something exciting for next time. Yeah, I, <laughs> I owe it to the fans. Yeah. It's always promising when there's a lot of video that's not of gameplay, but of people hyping each other up and warming up. And oh, that, yeah. That... <laughs> Also, lots of videos about the rules. Yeah, this is saying it's 50 meters by 20 meters. As big as, as an Olympic-sized Olympic swimming. swimming pool. <laughs> oh, yeah, and look how close they are to the serving it over the net. It's just... Yeah. Two meters of the, a net height. You can't even call that a net. It it's is not a, a net. It's a strap. It, it looks like look a straw. <laughs> like a diner straw, just really long. <laughs> it is, because it's like red and white striation. Mm-hmm. I will say that, you know, when you were in grade school and you would play volleyball and your gym teacher would yell at you for hitting the ball with your fist? Yeah, that's why I hated volleyball. Shame were you not allowed to shame do that? On, oh. Shame on them <laughs> for for never saying that's for fistball. Like, mm-hmm. they admonished the student but didn't say, you know, you would be correct in some other uh, sports. Teachable right. moment. Yeah, really. 
Yeah, it would have introduced us to stickball, uh, fistball. It just mm -hmm. showed that, like, old people could play it. They said, in old age. In old yeah. age. Since 1985. Huh. Interesting. That's that's a lot different than Johan's diary. Okay. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, I think, um, uh, when did they say it started? Like, did they give a year? I, I didn't even see They it. said... They just said 1985. Right. Okay. Uh-oh. Maybe that's uh, like that the first been... like world games. Yeah, that mm -hmm. may have been the first world games. Yeah. Looks like they're having fun. What? But nobody <sighs> in the sure stands. It said gold fisters. Yeah. It it wasn't as as inspiring as Korfball. Larry, remember when I talked about Korfball? I do or... remember Korfball. Fascinating sport. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like it was the pride of the Netherlands. Like fistball oh, yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like it's the pride of anything. No, yeah. no. No. Maybe the Goldfisters, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe well, no, they are some country's team. No no offense to any fistball fans out there. And and you know what, to be honest, if I maybe if I went to a match with like the greatest fistball champion of the world. Mm -hmm. who, like the Pele of Fistball. Yeah, who was sitting next to me and sort of talking about it, then maybe I'd be Yeah. Grabbed. It's like if they could go over the strategy with you. It's, it's mm. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If he was able to explain to me, no, it's actually exciting when the game kind of stops so a dude can just watch the ball bounce and then, like, let it, uh, you know. Ah. Uh, uh, it's like um, uh, Kawhi Leonard's three-pointer in uh, Game 7 against against Philadelphia 76ers where it just bounced a few times on the rim and everybody's quiet watching. Oh, yeah. It would be like that. That was a fistball shot. That was a fistball shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess it could uh, add an element of um, anticipation to the game. That's something I hadn't thought about. But, you know, you grow up watching volleyball. You grow up watching beach volleyball on the mm -hmm. Olympics or on the X Games. It's like, it just seems slightly more thrilling. Yeah. Um, I feel like they're the not with the ball not being allowed to touch the floor. It's um, it adds an element of danger and risk. Not right, danger, right. but like just having to die, as you said, having to die for it. Yeah. yeah, I guess also I've had uh an experience of playing volleyball. I think it's something that I'm okay at. Mm -hmm. So that <laughs> I so I like volleyball more. So maybe that. If I had a chance to play play fistball, maybe I'd be like, now this is the sport. Maybe that's what I need. Yeah. To play well, a match. Well, it seems like from the rules, it's five on five, so you need nine other people. <laughs> yeah. The netting must be cheap because it's not that much material, <laughs> as true, we've true. discovered. Well, you also need an Olympic pool-sized field. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. I'll, I'm gonna see if there's any like fistball like rec leagues in the tri-state area. Why not? You Why know? not? Yeah. yeah, there there are no corfball leagues. No, I actually I I tried joining a, a corfball USA Facebook group and I've been on like the <laughs> waiting list for two weeks. Oh my god! I'm gonna I just know. assume it is that is not because of incompetence, but because of just the long. Waiting list. It's just a long waiting list. It's hard to get yeah, in. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps. All right. Well, thank you, Sean. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fistball. That was underdog sports. Yeah, that was underdog sports. Oh.
the most underdog of the, uh, all the underdogs. Mm-hmm. This is the underdog to volleyball. Yeah. All right, well, uh, we go from the Olympic-sized field to the diamond uh, and the minor league diamonds. Uh, let's, let's go to the farm system. Let's talk about minor league baseball, which started this week, and there was no minor league baseball last year. First, I want to mention um, one of the prospects sent over in the U Darvish trade was a man by the name of Ishmael Mania. Yes. Uh, our favorite. Our old friend. Our old friend, <laughs> Ishmael Mania. Uh, he, he's still 18. So he's, but I saw he's ranked. Uh, I was looking at the Cubs on MLB.com, their top 30 prospects. He's in the top 30. So he wow. hasn't played yet. He's not yet in low A ball or high A ball. He's in still in rookie league. I guess he's technically in rookie ball stuff in like the Dominican summer league. So we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll continue to keep track and see if we can find him playing any games. Um, so Ishmael Mania, we're gonna have to wait another year. It sounds like, <laughs> but it's coming. Ishmael Mania is coming. Mania it is coming. And it's gonna run wild on you. Yes, it is. Um, so with Padres minor league baseball, their top position player prospect is C.J. Abrams. Right, Marcus, who is a shortstop. And do you, I guess he's in double A now, I think. Correct. Yeah. He, what is kind of the plan? Because obviously Tatis is at shortstop. And Cronenworth is is really good, but not necessarily a future piece. But they also have Ha-Sung, Ha-Sung Kim, as you mentioned. Yeah. I th- I think barring major injury or a huge breakout from him, uh, probably not going to see him this year. Uh, I was listening to something earlier where they suggested that uh, if he found his way into the major leagues this year, it probably would be uh, at second base and Cronenworth maybe starts to like if it's a situation where like Eric Hosmer got hurt because Cronenworth also plays first, then maybe they could see bringing him up and keep Kim in that utility role. Or he seems like athletically capable of playing an outfield spot if a need opened up there. And I don't think there is one now, but Tommy Pham has been pretty terrible. So mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe a need develops there. Yeah, I guess the outfield offensively is the weakest part of the Padres lineup. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Grisham's been good since he came back. Yeah. Uh, and then Will Myers is not a bad player. That's true. Yeah, I, I forgot about Will Myers. So right now uh, their starting outfield is is uh, usually it's Grisham, Myers, and Pham. Fam, or I think uh, Kim has gotten some time out there too. Mm. Like Fam getting squeezed for time a little bit, uh, and then Mateo plays. Or sorry, not Mateo. Uh, Profar. 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 Yeah. But pro- yes, Profar also. <laughs> Profar and Myers. Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. Two two big farm names from years past. It's true. Yeah. So, chicken. You've spent a lot of time on the farm. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, many years. Many years. 
So, so it sounds like there's, you've got your, your prized, your prized bird in Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. And then there are these other birds, these up and comers, um, who maybe they could play with the prized bird, but Mm -hmm. maybe they're going to want to take his place, but they're not, or maybe they're just going to have to be sent off to another farm. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you get a lot of roosters together. There's always going to be one top rooster. Yeah. And the other roosters are going to battle it out. Mm-hmm. It's very much like, yeah. What is like it? What is it, Marcus? Cock of the walk. Cock of the walk. Exactly. Ah. As our old friend, the Chanticleer, has taught us. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be a very similar situation. You're going to have one who's going to be the, the rooster in charge, cock of the walk. And the others, uh, it's gonna circle around, poke out some eyes, yeah, flap some feathers, maybe pluck a few feathers out. Too many cocks in the kitchen. Yeah, you know, you just that's always a problem. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, but it does sound like well, one C.J. Abrams is gonna be is is probably a year away anyhow. Yeah, and it'll just sort itself out as far as him. Pl- but he's playing shortstop in Double A, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess the season's just started, but yeah, I haven't heard anything about them trying him out at a new position or anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, his initial is C, which makes me think chicken, so I'm already a fan. Yeah. <laughs> chicken J. Abrams. Yeah, Chicken J. Abrams. I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. He directed uh, Star Wars and Star Trek. Yes. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's 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 J.J.'s cousin C. Hmm. Wow. CJ. Yeah. <laughs> bark, 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 bark. Bark, 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 bark. What a prestigious family. What? What a prestigious family. Yeah, the J. Abramses. Yeah, the J. Abramses. <laughs> Got J and C. Yeah. And they've what, all. Who knows what other. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've all ascended to the top of their respective fields. Um, We also have Mackenzie Gore. Who yes. is making, I think, his, his first start tonight. For He's in AAA. He's with the, the El Paso Chihuahuas. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Great what a team. team yeah. Minor League Baseball has the best team names That's by far. Team. So he's on the El Paso Chihuahuas. When he last played in the minors, he was, he was in AA. Chicken, you're going to love this. He, this team is no longer affiliated with the San Diego Padres. Their double A team was the Amarillo Sod Poodles. <laughs> it's making my feathers all ruffly. It's rough. That's funny. Yeah. So, Sod Poodles apparently is what uh, frontiersmen would call prairie dogs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Them Sod Poodles. Oh, man. Them yeah. side poodles. Sometimes they chase the chickens. Yeah. Gotta, uh, gotta give them a better name. That's why they came up with prairie dogs. No one's going to be afraid of a sod poodle. Right? I'm not afraid of a sod poodle. No, not no. at all. Then they had these oh. bright baby blue jerseys with these like two, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to find a logo. And I also, I, um, I was like, I need to find a uh, Mackenzie Gore sod poodle jersey. But I don't think that, I I think you could maybe make a custom one. I don't think they sell like name brands or or player named 
uh, yeah. minor league jerseys. But here's here's the sod poodle. It's these prairie dogs, like pop peeping out of their hole, with like oh. these cowboy hats. So like the guy at the bottom is just like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The one where he's got the this is great uh, talking about visuals on this podcast, but they're like the one where he has the pink shirt and the big curly boots. Really <laughs> yeah, cool. and he's tipping his hat like he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm a sod poodle." So that is from um, so every minor league team, or maybe it's just Double A, but a bunch of minor league teams, they they have like Latin Appreciation Day or something mm-hmm. along those lines. Appreciation Day. What is it? Latin Appropriation Day. Latin Appropriation <laughs> Day. <laughs> um, yeah, so so the sod poodles, it's they become the curly boots, mm. the Amarillo curly boots, and they have a prairie dog in a pink shirt, pink curly boots, Texas belt buckle, and he's just tipping his cowboy hat. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice visual. <laughs> The little hat tip is my favorite part of this. Oh, there he yeah. is with, with a little, uh, oh, little piece of oh. hay in his mouth, tip in his hat. Oh, wow. Is this fan art? Oh, some, my God. Some, yeah. Some sod poodles holding a baseball bat, one holding a glove, and they, they all look like they're ready to get into a fight. This one in the middle. He's smoking a cigar. It's, yeah, it's adorable. Is. This is amazing. Let's look up some uh, El Paso. It's a dollar. We can buy that. Yeah. Oh. If uh, someone, I'll start a GoFundMe so we could buy that for my <laughs> Please background. Please buy us this picture. Yeah, I need a like a cork board or something behind me so I could start putting up so you can flags and things. Up. So yeah. here's the uh, the logo for the El Paso Chihuahuas. Yeah, that's about what I'd expect, and mm-hmm. Chihuahua that's trying to look tough. Yeah. Now their Copa branding, I think it's. Because Chihuahua is already a uh, a Mexican word, a Mexican mm-hmm. dog breed of dog, so I don't know if they have to change it all, but it just well, goes to green and red. Yeah, it's like the Mexican flag colors, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Look at this jersey. Oh my what? God, that's so. <laughs> that is... I would, I would cheer in the stands and flap my wings. To watch an entire game with these jerseys. Oh my God, that's the one I have to get. It, I, it is I just think, a giant, oh. like close up of a chihuahua's face it's covering just, the just entire. Just the eyes and the snout, no ears, right? Nothing else. Uh, it looks like a memorial shirt. Ugh, number forty-three. Oh, that is that's wow. beautiful. Um, the best jerseys in sports. Yeah, that's not untrue. And here is a flag for Pride Night with the El Paso oh Chihuahua. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, here's Chico, their mascot. Oh, wow. Cool. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I, uh, well, I'm pretty proud of my, my mascot. Yeah, this is one of your brethren. Yeah, this is one yeah. of my brethren. He, uh, the spiked collar is clearly trying to make up for the toughness that the face lacks a little. Yeah, Chihuahua face is very friendly. Yeah, Chihuahua yeah. is you know, very small dogs, but very big attitudes. Mm-hmm. Mm. They gotta make up for their tininess. Yeah. Here's the green and red uh, <laughs> jersey. Los Chihuahuas, it says. Los Chihuahuas. Uh, yeah. This is a very nice hat, just red with the, ch- mm-hmm. the angry Chihuahua on the front. Mm-hmm. And, and there's just, just a, a chihuahua. This is a real life chihuahua. <laughs> but I think the winner of everything we've looked at today is 
this jersey with the yeah, close-up of yeah. this. Kind the of dog amazing. Face. Oh, if Mc, if uh, a Mackenzie Gore jersey, because he's going to be playing pitching for the Chihuahuas this year, that would be a novelty item. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Larry, do you know the Chris Sale jersey story? No. This was like right before he got traded to the Red Sox and maybe kind of the uh, catalyst for it. But they were going to have like a throwback jersey night where like they were wearing like this style that had like a very different collar from today's jerseys. And he got into the locker room early and was like, these jerseys are too uncomfortable to play with. And the White Sox had spent a shit ton of money being like, it's throwback jersey night. Like, come on out. Chris Sales pitching and before anyone else got to the locker room, he took a pair of scissors and cut all of them into shreds. <laughs> all of them? Yeah. Oh and my so God. people showed up they were like, number one, where are the throwbacks? And number two, why is Chris Sale not pitching and apparently like suspended? <laughs> and it was like maybe like a month before he got traded or something like that. But like wow. when I see like a dog Jersey, I like that. I just always think of like, what would Chris sale do if he came <laughs> into the locker room? That's a cock of the walk move. That is a cock mm. of the walk move. Kevin, Definite cock of the walk move. Yeah. He's, he's, he's one of the cocks. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. Uh, did you hear about this Marcus? Uh, I don't really know the details. Yeah, I, I don't know the details too much. Uh, Chicken, you'll 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 love the story about this cock. Um, he, so he, uh, you know, he was like a bench player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. They made a trade to get uh, this other player, Jared Allen. So they wanted his Jared Allen's locker by somebody else's. So they moved Kevin Porter Jr.'s locker, which I would be able. To, I, I understand being upset about. But he threw a fit, started like emptying out his locker and like throwing shit at the coaches, <laughs> and they they traded him. And now yeah. he's actually playing really well. So sometimes yeah. you just gotta let. He scored fifty or something. Yeah, he scored fifty points the other night. <laughs> sometimes you just gotta get it out. Yeah. You grow. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta let grow. them get it out. Then they grow. And then they yeah. can grow and grow. Yeah. Grow and grow. That's what we say in the in the uh, coop, in the El Coop. El Coupe. <laughs> yeah, El Coupe. <laughs> For our Latin appropriation night. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, hopefully, maybe in a few weeks, a month, we'll check in, see how the pods are doing. We'll see how the Chihuahuas are doing. And mm. oh, I can't wait. And see how the Sod Poodles are doing. Oh, and Ishmael watch. Yeah, and Ishmael, Ishmael watch. Ishmael watch. Uh, Ishmael whale watch. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ishmael watch. Ishmael watch. There you go. <laughs> I love your tag. Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta have a recognizable tag, you know. Yeah. Um, speaking of tags, anything you would like to plug? Uh, chicken. Oh, oh uh, the the chicken has uh, one of the chicken's relatives is going to be uh, performing in something called a shot for shot Ooh. on uh, a Saturday. Uh, they're taking on Hunchback of Notre Dame and 
a person would email shotforshotnyc at gmail.com to see that or to follow future future episodes of these shot for shots and uh the chicken uh, the chicken may be in some sketch comedy next week uh, and would recommend checking out uh, a group called reply all through the armory comedy their show uh, i believe they're performing thursday next thursday 13th. that's a week from today yes very nice uh yeah. this is the jason alexander version of of hunchback right Oh, of course yeah. it is. Yes. The only version. <laughs> uh, Marcus, anything to plug? Um, well, I also will be in this Hunchback of Notre Dame, shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Marcus, the, the chicken hunchback. wants to know who are you playing in that Hunchback of Notre um, Dame. The very Hunchback from the title. Wow, <laughs> the Hunchback. Yeah. The that's the that that was originally voiced by Jason Alexander, right? Or was Jason Alexander a gargoyle? He's well, a gargoyle. He's a gargoyle. A gargoyle. They did yeah. do a director's cut where he plays all the characters, but I think it's in the Disney Vault now. Uh, what? That I'm kidding. Let out. kidding. Oh, I was. That was legit enough. I bought it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a. Uh, no, I was entering my credit card Tom information. Tom Hulse is the voice. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Uh, Tom Hulse, he was in Amadeus, the movie, the from like the eighties. The best picture winning movie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> wow, yeah. quite a quite a cast. Um, and who who's your fr- chicken? Your friend who is your friend playing in this? Uh, uh, my friend is playing Clopin, who is the uh, the leader of the band of underground members who are fighting against oppression mm-hmm. and uh, sings some very infamous high notes throughout their songs. They're pretty well known for mm. for some high notes. So Wow, wow. Yeah. Well, we're going to end on a high note. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, of course, am Matt Larry the Athlete on all social media. You could subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you listen to podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams, and may the rest of your days be days of thunder.